Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's wrong, Jackson? We went in dry. Oh, no. Yes, yes. My yes, yes just doesn't have the same impact without booming bass for the subwoofers up and down Lindbergh cruising Ronnie's. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, standing across from me, uh, really an inspiration today, actually. And I want the audience that for three months now has attacked Action Jackson to appreciate what is going on in here today. And I want to tell you what's going on. Jackson's playing hurt. Jackson's playing hurt. We just did uh, three hours of some of the best HD2 radio you're going to find in the world, kind of by default, but nonetheless. And Jackson yesterday, right after we got done with uh, this uh, show here on 101 ESPN, I guess what you would you go immediately in to uh, see an oral surgeon? Was that what you did? I went to my dentist first down the road here from the station, and uh, they suggested that I get a wisdom tooth pulled. My goodness, just like that. And were they able to do it there? Did you have to go to an oral surgeon? I had to go to an oral. They referred me to an oral surgeon. They were lucky enough to get me in uh, yesterday afternoon, and uh, they yanked it right out. But you are clearly playing her today. Yeah, my face is a little sore, and I'm trying to limit my wordage, so I'm doing the best I can and just praying for no dry socket. That's all I care about. But you're, you're, are you aware that your word pacing and your pitch, your tone— is relative the pacing is slow mm-hmm. almost like you're intoxicated mm. and then the delivery is like a guy at KOMU doing his first sports cast and he's <laughs> scared to death even though I know you're not you're right. at this point a seasoned pro right. but you can tell that you're just not all there and when you said you got your wisdom tooth pulled yesterday uh-huh. I'm like oh we probably won't see him until Monday yeah. and yet here you are yeah just you know 
you know, what there's always work to be done. And if you can do it, even if you're not 100%, you try your best. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to try to do my best and uh, started off slow coming in here bone dry, but we'll try again. I still think the people have to appreciate the effort, the fact that uh, you're in here. Maybe. I'm, st- I'm legitimately stunned. Uh, For real, when you texted that you were going to be in, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I try my best. Um, oh, you're just not all there, man. I can tell. Yeah, I feel I'll, badly for you. That's the thing. You shouldn't be here. I'll probably go home after the show today. And go to bed? Uh, well, do some work from home. Jackson, I had a double root canal yesterday and still worked, thanks to getting hit by a baseball when I was 12. Young audience. It's from the 314. <laughs> uh, guys, Lil Tex has the Motone going right now. That's from the 314. <laughs> well, guys, Jackson having limited speech. It's the best show ever today. Just kidding, Biddy. Uh, Biddy. Biddy, buddy. Uh-huh. Bitty bitty. Uh, hope you feel well soon. There's the support. People Thank appreciate you. you might not necessarily enjoy what you call ice hockey, <laughs> but you have a hockey player's mentality. Yeah, you know, just uh, skate off the ice, get taken care of, and run right back out there. You really shouldn't be in today. Like, I'm now, because I mean, when we're doing TMA, I can't see you. You're in your control room booth. Right. But now I'm seeing you, and I'm like, man, you are not. You're yeah. not right. Well, the biggest problem is you can't eat real food. So you've been eating nothing but yogurt for yogurt 24 hours. Yogurt and, like, pudding. Like, that's, like... Well, I, I like that pudding. What's your fl- uh, favorite flavor? Chocolate. And I, I take some banana, and I throw it in the chocolate. And what I about just getting up. straight nanner? You like that uh, nanner I'll pudding? eat straight nanner. Yeah, yeah. But I prefer nanner with a nil wafer, which I can't Ooh. eat right now. I can't eat those right so now. So you won't eat the nanner without the nilla? Uh, preferably with Nilla. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, it is... Uh, I just have low energy with no... Can't eat real food. Sucks. When does that change? I think they say I can start eating, like, lukewarm foods today, but they still have to be soft. So, like, lukewarm mashed potatoes, that doesn't do much for you gotta me. got to hit that Groans Cafeteria, bro. <laughs> I, I, I want to eat a real piece of food, some real protein, but we'll get there. Way to go, Jackson. Your effort's appreciated by me. You're a tough son of a gun to me, buddy. I don't care what no one else says. That's from the 980. Where's the 980? What I guess? That sounds like a Philadelphia, or maybe Southie in Boston. Ooh, That's I'm... the kind of guy who appreciates your toughness. Your display. That's an East Coast mentality, a guy who's a tough. I'm going to say Santa Fe, New Mexico. Also a very tough part of the country. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Area code 980 is coming in as? Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. We're big in North Carolina. Well, we, we covered the Bobcats. Uh, guys, number ago. one, Jackson's Wisdom Tooth Show. Number two, Jordan's Flu Game. 618. Yeah, 100%. Jackson, talk to me about that warm, sticky tapioca you enjoy. That's from the 573. I'm not even sure what tapioca is. I saw it yesterday at the store, and I said, I want no part of that. You know, I'll tell you, as I made it clear earlier in the show that I'm a big banana pudding fan. Sometimes you'll be duped and thinking you're getting vanilla or banana, and all of a sudden you have a little taste and you're all excited, and you think you're going to get your dopamine rush of your sure. pudding, and you're like, what is this? It's yoka. It's, it's yoka, as it's known. <laughs> Tapioca. Uh, don't eat mashed potatoes too soon. They got me ruined for eat me eating for years. That's from the 636. Jackson is making this up because he didn't watch the blues. <laughs> that would be... Super Meta. deep. That would be deep if I had made this. If I if I insisted they pull out a tooth that they didn't need to come out just so I didn't have to watch it. <laughs> it was a uh, late night affair in uh, Vancouver, and the Blues have won two straight. How do you do? These are back-to-back solid performances, and that's not from a team, although I guess at this point, considering how it's gone against some of the doormats. 
Uh, this is a Vancouver team that is not packing it in, and this is a Vancouver team that is trying to get a wild card spot. The Blues have taken back-to-back games from them Monday and now Wednesday night in British Columbia, sweeping the season series, and the Blues get two more very valuable points with just 16 games remaining, I imagine we are going to be updating this almost daily, assuming that the Blues, Wild, and Predators, one of the three, at the very least, play nearly every day the rest of the way. Uh, now the Blues are back into third place, a point ahead of the Nashville Predators, and they are now 10 points up. I believe it's 10 points, 10 or 8 points up on the Canucks. The Canucks are not the ninth-place team, and so they get a really important win. I mean, this this was a bleeding stoppage session here over 72 hours against Vancouver. It had to happen, and it's pretty exciting to see it happen in Ville Husso's save with, like, about two minutes left. Um, my goodness. That was uh, that was the moment in that thing, and the Blues get out of that one with two points. Now you got this tough deal. It's always tough when you got the back-to-backs in Alberta. Uh, so you deal with the Oilers and the Flames. Get four points on the trip, Jackson. Get four points on the trip. Get four of them. Thank you. <laughs> you know, for a guy who made it clear he was going to be budgeting his words— when you just, I saw your head pop up like a groundhog from below the computer monitor to have that fabulous drop in, get four of them. I knew how important that take was you to you to share with the audience. Yep. When you're when you're budgeting your takes, that was one that priority one. Uh, guys, Jackson is showing St. Gabriel Southside caliber toughness. Well, I agree with that. I've worn the blue and gold. Dan McLaughlin has as well, and he's going to join us coming up at 1045 today. I can't wait to talk it over with him. Seriously. Because this is the first time we'll be talking on this show since the Cardinals signed Albert Pools. Plus, the Cardinals posted a 29 spot yesterday. My goodness. Unbelievable. 29 spot yesterday in the spring training win against uh, the Washington Nationals. So Dan McLaughlin coming up at 1045 on today's radio show. Uh, guys, I'm shocked that the Ledoux boy is not in a full body cast today for his recovery. That's from the 636. Yep. Ram tough. <laughs> God, you sound like somebody who's taking their <laughs> first bong rip. Um, I legitimately, I, I tip my cap to you. Thank you. Uh, to be in here today. Thank you. For real. Thank you. I would have... I would have been shutting her down. There's not a doubt in my mind. Well, I know that does 50/50. not stun anybody in the. So you think you might shut tomorrow down? Well, they say the next day sometimes can be worse because that's when swelling will start and soreness really begins. So we'll see. Um, hopefully, if I can eat something that will provide some energy, because I can't have caffeine either. Mm. Just, just, there's doubt. You, you for the pound counts. coffee in the morning, bro? I usually do. I yeah. usually pound coffee, or if not that, like a. Some sort of energy drink, but nothing so far. Just pure one-two is what I'm running off right now. Unleaded one-two. Uh, guys, he's not budgeting enough. I am still hearing his NBA-loving, blues-hating ass. That's from the three-one-four. So not everybody is. Yeah. Well, he can't. He can't please everyone. Not, but I feel like 99% of the balloon party audience is on board with your Jack Young blog. Michael Jordan flu game performance that you're having here today. Well, it feels good. You know, that's that's going to get me through this hour is is the support of the audience. Uh, I love Yuppie and the douchebag. Douchebag today, today, though, has been upgraded to Trooper. So Yuppie and the Trooper. So you're Yuppie. We finally so I found am Yuppie. it out. 
isn't there kind of a cutoff on age-wise to be a yuppie? Although, again, the term is not something that was really something I was aware part of the 2022 lexicon until a couple weeks ago when the show was canonized as yuppie and the douchebag. Yeah, I th- you'd have to think there is. Like, some I would sort feel of... like once you're out of your 30s, you no longer can be a yuppie. A yuppie. But maybe I'm off on this. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh. Uh, let's see. Does this mean no Sports Center update? Darn, now I'm crushed. That's oh, from the 618. You're going to grind through it? Absolutely. I'm going to get video of that and get that on the TMA Instagram. If, there, if so nothing else, you know, if I came in this for kind of performance. If I came in for nothing, I came in to do a Sports Center update. Uh, let's see. The fact that you two are making a big deal about a wisdom tooth being pulled and working shows that you are both soft. That's from the 314. Well, we got General Patton listening today. The thing about you right now under the influence of whatever it is that you're under the influence of, and you say it's nothing, but I'm I'm three betting that, <laughs> is that you are not you're not necessarily going to stifle that internal monologue that you battle and you're gonna be firing some shots back today. That's Absolutely. that's kinda of what I sense because you're a little banty. Yeah. You wanna to get to eleven o'clock. That's your mission today. You wanna to yeah. get to eleven o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, you just yeah, you you look towards the uh end of the tunnel and you Push anyone out of the way who tries to get in your way. Richie Rich just gets to get tooth operations whenever he wants. That's from the 636. It is. It did seem convenient. You get off the air at 11 o'clock, the wisdom tooth was out by 1230. I mean, most <laughs> of us in what I consider myself as a proletariat from South St. Louis, <laughs> I'd be waiting a month and just grinding through the pain and probably taking the month off. Well, they were like, are you yuppie or douchebag from 101 ESPN? I was like. Well, if I'm both, then they're like, all right, get them in now. Get them in now, yeah, yeah. once they knew they were dealing with a celebrity. They wanted to hear the Sports Center update today, so they said we'll get it done as quickly as possible. Tim, was it Jack Youngblood or Jack Snow who called you a little lady for your steak order? Thanks, that's from Dave with a cauliflower ear. Wow, that is a nice callback. Uh, Jackson, it happened in 2002 in uh, the Rams' trip to the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. We were dining at a steakhouse. And all the men were ordering porterhouse and ribeyes and strips. And I said, I'll take a filet. If you don't mind making it medium rare with a side of potatoes, please. (laughs) And Jack Snow halted the dinner and really laid into me for ordering a filet. And I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. What's wrong with that? It's a delicious filet. He thought thought it was just a little too dainty. (laughs) Is it? You you didn't get a petite filet, did you? I think I probably, well, I'm a petite guy, Jack. (laughs) Man, I like Jack Snow. Like, I love Jack Snow. Right. You want to talk about a man's man? You're a man's man today for being in here in these conditions. Uh-huh. And Jack Snow, man's man. Mm. Man's man. Mm. I know you probably never crossed paths because of your age. And he passed away, I think, in 2006? I've heard stories about Oh, the greatest. Yeah. The greatest. Oh. I mean, the ultimate, like, constantly roasting you. <laughs> I remember walking into the Giants clubhouse, the San Francisco Giants clubhouse, and he was in there because his son played for the Giants. Yeah. J.T. Snow. Mm. He lifted Dusty Baker's son in the 2002 World Series from getting run over, if you recall that video. Mm. And uh, and he comes up to me and he just hits me in the stomach. I mean, just, just pops me in the stomach. And he goes, soft! <laughs> 
He goes, I'm 60 years older than you, and I got a tighter stomach than you. And I'm like in the middle of the Giants clubhouse getting my balls hazed off by Jack Snow. Jesus. <laughs> but he, of course, was joking, but that's what he was. Oh, he's the greatest, the snowman. All right, uh, Dan McLaughlin coming up with us uh, at 1045. Jackson playing hurt. So we won't get as much uh, Brooklyn Nets talk as I was kind of hoping yeah, for. No. And I see the, the Bucks are at the Bulls tonight, and I know you wanted to preview it, but we might have to just hold off on that. Yeah. And maybe you can type it out, and I'll read it for everybody. You are listening to Yuppie and the Douchebag, now known as Yuppie and the Tough? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. There it is on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party. It's an inspirational show today with Jackson Burkett just grinding through it. And uh, I'm inspired. I hope you're inspired as well. Your thoughts are welcome at 65780. Uh, today was a day where I kind of just wanted to listen to uh, Carragher and Smallman because I knew they had Nolan Arnato coming up at 9 o'clock. So I haven't heard this yet. <laughs> Poor Jax. Dude, you should not be in here. I feel I, ter- I really feel terribly for you. I let that sit for a second. I don't know why it came back up. All good. It's a remix. You're just making remixes. That's what right? I do. Tiesto. I, uh, I wanted to hear the interview, so I'm going to hear it along with many of you who might not have had a chance to hear it uh, at 9 o'clock. Nolan Arnato joining Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman. Uh, you may recall his comments last year about his admiration for Albert Pujols, and uh, here are some of the clips of what he had to say about an hour and a half ago on 101 ESPN with Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman. I have, a, I have a warehouse in Southern California, and he would come by and hit there. You know, sometimes he'd come by and just want to hit, and I would say, yeah, no problem, come hit whenever you want. You know, my brother would throw him batting practice or whatever, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I think, you know, talking to him about it last year a little bit, I know he said he appreciated the video. Um, but like I said, it's just great to have him back here now. And it's just so cool to see him and Yachty right next to each other in the locker room. It's just two legends of the game. It's pretty cool just being a part of it. Nolan Arnato this morning uh, talking about this warehouse he has that uh, Albert Pujols and Mark McGuire would come by and uh, – have some workout sessions. Uh, what else do we have uh, from Nolan Arnato here, Action Jackson? Uh, he's talking about when Yadi bought the whole clubhouse suits. Ah, nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool to see. You know, the, we, we know the suit guy, he came by, and uh, I saw all the coaches doing it, and then I actually found out later it was Yadi that was buying all the suits. So just first class. He's just a first-class teammate. He's a first-class human. Um, and it's just a joy to play with a guy like that, honestly. It's just special. Um, I, you know... I definitely don't. I want to try to cherish my moments with him this year, you know, because I don't know if it's going to be his last or not. But, uh, you know, I think he's still got a lot left. That's just my opinion. But I know he's got other ventures he's he's thinking about. But he's just a grinder. And when when he's on the baseball field, his focus is strictly on the game and finding ways to get better. It's just amazing to see someone that has accomplished so much do that. I, I I was wondering this on TMA this morning, and I'll ask the question here on the 101 ESPN listeners uh, in the Air Comfort Service text line. If you could wager and let's say it's even money i don't know it might, might it might be minus something that one of only one of albert pujols yadier molina adam wainwright is playing baseball next year would you bet yes on that or would you bet no on that because i just think one of them is going to be playing at this time next year and i really could see it being any of the three i think wainwright has been the one who has kind of been as forceful as Adam Wainwright can be because he's not, 
you know, somebody looking to, to stir the pot, he's going to speak honestly. I think that's why a lot of fans just love him because they know he's telling it from the heart. And he has been, even after the, the Pools press conference a few days ago in Jupiter, uh, you know, when Mazalok said, you know, that for everybody to have their final season here, and he's like, yeah, some people have been trying to kind of rush me to a retirement. I'm not sure this is my last year. It might be, it might not be. The one that if you took all comments out of it, I would say is most likely to be playing next year, just from my read on him, is Yadier Molina. I just can't picture Yadier Molina going, I'm done. But then you hear Arnato from that audio with uh, Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman earlier today here on 101 ESPN. And maybe that helps explain what Molina is thinking. And that is baseball. He's loved it. He's done it. Hall of Fame level. Uh, but he has some things that he has interest in beyond the game of baseball, and therefore that will be his focus, perhaps like what we heard Tom Brady was going to be doing before he came out of retirement. Maybe that would explain it. I just can't picture Yachty or Molina walking away from the game. I, and it's not, it's not, if anything, it's a compliment to him. I just feel like that's a guy who just wants to be able to play until they're like ripping the bat out of his hands. And then you have Wainwright who has said, yeah, I'm not, you know, I mean, they can call it my last year, but it's, you know, it's not necessarily my last year. It might be, it might not be. And then with regards to Pujols, I would say he would make the most sense to be done. But what if he hits 20 home runs and he's, you know, whatever number it is, but he's 21 home runs away as it is right now. And he's just buying one, two, three, four, five, whatever it winds up being away from 700. And he had a pretty good year. You know, that means he hit 15 to 20 home runs. Um, I would think he comes back for that. I really do. And, and that's not a that's not an indictment in any capacity. It's just uh, kind of logical. You've got a select few number of ball players who've gotten to 700 home runs. And if you're that close and you've, you've produced, and assuming health, you know, we're operating on the premise of health for all three, which is by no means a given. Right. I just, I, if, if you were telling me you're going to take all three are done this time next year and I get one of the three is going to be playing, I don't know who it is, but I get the field, essentially, I would take that bet. Where are you on it, Action Jackson? I know you're budgeting your words tightly. Yeah, I, I just, there's no, like, if if they're both, if they're all three, well, I guess Albert situation being if he's close to 700, Wayne has a great season, Yachty plays well with that injury. I don't see if they still love it and still can do it. Why not keep doing it? So yeah, I'm with you. I just take the. I think that they, there's a good chance that one of the three, if not all three, play again next year. Uh, Tim Wayno, yes, Yachty washed up. He might keep going, but he isn't all that good anymore. I hope this is his last ride. That's from the six one eight, from the six three six. Albert will finish the year at six hundred ninety four home runs. Nice, a very specific prediction. He will come back next year. 700 is too important. I know he has said this is it, but I don't buy it. That's from the 636. Yeah, if he only hits like five home runs this year, then yeah, yeah that's it. But if he does, if he is that close to 700, yeah. I just don't think he would shut it down. And again, I totally get it, you know. Yeah. Um, it was, The one thing that would kind of suck is if Wainwright did want to come back and the Cardinals are kind of like, oh, we don't really want to break. But I don't think they would do that. Not with Wayno. 
And uh, yeah, Bill DeWitt just wouldn't let that happen. Not with Wayne, though. With Yachty, 50-50. I do think, and I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, actually. I don't know how you couldn't have noticed it, but if you want to acknowledge it, <laughs> I think that's really the question. And since I would imagine the vast majority of people listening to this do not have a job in the media, so you would be comfortable acknowledging it. Have you noticed the Cardinal marketing campaign over the last 48 hours has essentially revolved solely around Albert Pujols and or Yachty or Molina slash Adam Wainwright? I mean, that is it yep that is it and listen you can't go wrong in st louis talking about the past uh i understand the marketing strategy but uh i think that's one of the things for those who um are saying yeah it's great that Pujols is back but you know is this team a contending team and is this kind of like pay attention over here and don't pay attention to what actually will take place on the field with regards to challenging right. whether it be the brewers or whomever most certainly most likely the brewers uh jeff passon of espn just within the last hour releasing uh, a number of uh wagering predictions for the year and the, the bet in the national league central he loves the most is the brewers over 89 and a half win total play his logic being the following uh first off the brewers are a good team but then when you're taking a look around the division and you look at a Cardinal team whose biggest offseason move was adding Steven Matz, and then the Cubs have improved, but they still have all kinds of holes, and then the Pirates and Reds are making no indication that they plan on competing this year. The idea that the Brewers, even with questions on offense, won't win 90 feels far-fetched. That's from Jeff Passan in his column this morning on ESPN. Dot com And when he lays it out that way, I got to tell you, I kind of like that play as well when he lays it out that way because they're going to get to play a bunch of teams in the Central that I just don't think are going to be particularly competitive and you get to get healthy. Kind of similar to the Cardinals. The Cardinals may get over their 84.5 win total, but it might not necessarily be as impressive as if you won 85 games and take your pick of almost any other division in baseball, any of the Easts and Wests. Anyway, um, and then also he did have one Cardinal player-specific projection that he likes as far as a wager goes and that's on tommy edmund a little play on tommy edmund 30 to 1 to finish with the most hits in major league baseball and passon says he is the he's got the perfect profile to lead the league in hits edmund plays every day he had the six most played appearances in 2021 rarely strikes out his 13.7 percent rate was 13th among 132 qualified players Walk sparingly, 5.5%, 14th in baseball, and really can run 20 infield hits, which was 12th. He isn't quite the player that Trey Turner or Bo Bichette is, but he's also got three times better odds. If you want to go chalkier, two-time hit king Whitten Merrifield is at 15-1. to 1. So Tommy Edmond, 30-1 to 1 to finish with the most hits in Major League Baseball. And as far as his World Series prediction goes, he's got the White Sox, Tony La Russa winning a world championship and beating the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's where Jeff Passan's wow. plays are on that. Oh, I like that Evan play. Has a manager ever won World Series with three teams? I can't imagine that Ooh, that has boy. happened. Tony was the first ever win in AL and NL, right? Uh, Sparky Anderson, I would have to think, right? Reds and Tigers. So I can't imagine. This is kind of like the Pat Maroon statistic. You know, I just can't imagine that somebody has won with three teams. Maybe I'm missing a very obvious one, so if I am, feel free to fire it in and 
Uh, Tim, the biggest offseason move was picking up Albert Pujols. That's from the 314. And listen, I'm excited about it. I want to make this clear. You can be excited about it and still be critical of the offseason additions. And I think, actually, that might be where the most amount of Cardinal fans are. And maybe I should say and be more specific with that, um, Cardinal baseball fans, not necessarily Cardinal fans who are, you know, just going to get intoxicated and put it on their Insty. You know, people who are into baseball, most likely a lot of people who listen to 101 ESPN all day. I can't imagine people who are baseball fans and fans of the Cardinals or just baseball fans and you live in St. Louis and are fans of another team going, yeah, the Cardinals had a great offseason. They didn't. I don't even know how you could spin it that they did. I have no idea. And you go, well, you know, they made the playoffs last year. Well, they did. They had three great weeks, but otherwise it was a bad year. So... I don't know. I just I'm 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 operating, uh, I guess, in, as, a, as a contrarian here, but not contrarian to be contrarian, to be honest with you. Honesty in media. And my honesty is I'm just not necessarily high on the team. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I just don't necessarily see it. And if anything, I'm even more concerned based on the injuries to the pitching staff. Your thoughts are welcome. Six five seven eight zero. Dan McLaughlin is going to join us coming up in 13 minutes. That means so what your grandma think will make its early appearance coming up. Did you have time to pull one today? I feel oh, yeah. so horribly. Oh, no, I pulled one. Okay. And it's recent, too. Wow. Yeah, big deal. Like recent, like in what regards? Because sometimes I feel like that's a Last loose... Night. Wow. In your state, you were able to find us. Oh, your grandma, you are wobbling around back there. I, like I've it's nev- 2 a.m. at Wheelhouse. I've never had less energy in my life. I'm serious. I've never, I think, I've, I'm run on less than reserves. My, my phone battery, I'm like 1% right now. But we're going to power through. Grab my hand, sweet prince. <laughs> I'm going to take you home. Yes, 11 sweet. o'clock. It's fast approaching. All right, we'll take a commercial break. So what'd your grandma think? Then Dan McLaughlin joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Lines. If you miss anything, podcast it. Subscribe to the Balloon Party Podcast, 101 ESPN, on the Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's podcast for Action Jackson, who has never had less energy in his life. I'm Tim McKernan. You're listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions, like... Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh. Or... What went through your mind when you were told that the contract was done? What's that? And when that happens, players will fire back. I mean, are you looking to get into a pissing match between you and I? That's a clown question, bro. Now, it's time for... So what's your grandma think? Jackson, what do we have here? Uh, This is... uh, Two friends, uh, teammate friends, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. That's right. I'm dipping back into the NBA well. You still are trying to indoctrinate the audience into the association. I'm trying my hardest. All right. So, uh, this is, uh, they kind of did the interview together, and I thought it was kind of funny. Okay. I'll be the judge of that. Making sure that we help one another. Gosh, darn. Oh, okay. That was, it. That was my answer. Jimmy, you want to answer? It's a different question. Jimmy, um, this team has struggled at times in fourth quarters in games this season, but you guys really seem to come together. I guess you might say coalesce at the end. Uh, how important was it that you guys have a fourth quarter like that uh, to, to show that a winning time in a playoff-type situation 
you could have a fourth quarter effort like that. First off, I told you about using big words last time you did that. But I know you studied in the offseason. You did that again. No, um, I don't know. I think that we've we've gotten a lot better. Leave me alone. Let me answer the question. We've gotten a lot better of knowing. What and there it is. <laughs> Today, in honor of Jackson showing up to work, I will not be commenting on the editing quality of that clip. I appreciate it. Did you just kind of go? I don't know. There's the edit point, and we'll just yeah. I just hit, I'll just fade. I just hit fade out and sign wherever that's fine. It's fine. You know, it's good because the great Mike Ryder, executive producer of 101 ESPN, came in during the commercial break and said, "You've got to read this Bob Nightingale column." Holy moly! This is something else. It was just posted like within the last five minutes. It's Mike Schilt, and he's pulling no punches. Mm. Sweet mother of mercy. I want to read the whole thing, but I, uh, I know that I can't do that, so what I'm going to read are some excerpts here. Mike Schilt is still trying to heal from the emotional scars of being fired, wanting to focus on the present and the future, but realizes for now he's still defined by the past. Quote, I have a broken heart, Schilt tells USA Today Sports. It still hurts. It hurts bad. When it first happened, I broke down. I was inconsolable. I got better as time went on. Then I got down here, put on the Padres uniform, and it hit me. Now it just hit me again. Just hours earlier, Albert Pools and the Cardinals were rejoicing during an impromptu press conference announcing that Pools was returning to the organization for one last dance, ending his Hall of Fame career with the Cardinals while it all started. Schilt should have been on that stage, too, smiling in front of the cameras. Instead, he's alone with a reporter in the visitor's dugout at Camelback Ranch, where his job as the Padres' third base coach is expected to end in a few weeks when Matt Williams returns from his hip replacement surgery. Quote, I love that organization. Gave it everything I had for 18 years. We make the playoffs after they hadn't been there for three years. We get back to the standards of the Cardinals. We're set up to really go. The clean style of play, the culture, everything's in place. And then you get removed from it. Schilt pauses momentarily, looks away and softly says, it feels like it was stolen away from me. Mike Schilt talking to Bob Nightingale. He talks about how it all went down on October 14th. I was getting on the phone with a thought it was going to be about a contract extension. I had one more year on my contract, so I was looking at some of the numbers of the last three years, feeling good about them, and then Mo started talking. Mazalek opened up the call by saying, quote, Mike, this conversation isn't going to go the way you think it's going to go. Jeez. Wow. That didn't, you know. Ugh. I kind of subscribe to the Billy Bean Moneyball way of handling business, right. or the Goodfellas way, whichever way you want to do it. If I was going to get whacked, I'd be dead already. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or you're trading the guy, just tell him you've been traded. I don't really like that. Uh, so once again, Mike, this conversation isn't going to go the way you think it's going to go. The conversation lasted four, maybe five minutes top to this day. Schilt can't remember exactly what was said. Everything became a blur. His body went limp. His mind went numb. All he knew is that after spending 18 years in the only organization he has ever known, revering the Cardinals' uniform so much that he never put it on the floor to be washed with other clothes, leaving it neatly folded with the Cardinal logo always facing up, he was fired. Quote, I never thought it was a possibility. It hit me like a ton of bricks. He walked upstairs to tell his wife, Michelle, she didn't believe him. She thought it was a joke. It actually took several minutes for Schilt to convince her that he was fired. The news quickly swept through St. Louis like a Midwest twister with no hints Schilt's job was even remotely in jeopardy. Craig Council saying, I was shocked, completely shocked. That's the way I can say it. 
Uh, that's from Craig Council. Uh, I mean, what they did in September, there has to be some credit given along the way. Uh, Tony LaRusso uh, said, LaRusso, who spent 16 years as the Cardinal manager with two World Series titles before returning to manage the White Sox, said he heard a comment from someone in the Cardinal organization that Schilt was fired because of a, quote, toxic environment. And LaRusso says, quote, that one frosted my ass. My comment was that if it was toxic, it must have been must be in the front office. Wow. I'm for the Cardinals. Everybody makes their own decision. But when you start talking about that, it might damage his chance to manage again for those that don't know any better. He did a hell of a job. Philosophical difference is okay. But toxic? He's a special guy. That's why it's so important for his reputation to be intact and not smeared. Mike Schilt goes on to say, I thought I was going to be die in a Cardinal uniform. That's why it still hurts so much. So this just came down. Uh, thank you, Mike, for uh, bringing that to us. What an article. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I, could, I could do like three hours on this right now, but I know we need to break. Dan McLaughlin joining us. I don't know. I'll text him to uh, see if he has had a chance to read it. Uh, I would imagine. I know BK and Fry walked by, past the boys as they were getting ready for their show, and I know they're going to be talking a lot about the Blues and Canucks. This is going to be a topic in St. Louis, that's for certain. Um, and uh, this is one hell of an article. It's on uh, usatoday.com. Mike Schilt. I don't know why he chose to talk now, but he has chosen to be really transparent. And Tony Larusa has decided to as well with the front office comments. Big time. Wow. Uh, usatoday.com is where you can read it. Your thoughts on what I had to uh, read from Bob Nightingale, 65780. Dan McLaughlin next. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Blue Party 101 ESPN. It is our pleasure to welcome in the great Dan McLaughlin on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Dan, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? We are wonderful. Hey, uh, I, I really can't wait to get your opinion on uh, this article that just was posted uh, about 10, 15 minutes ago on usatoday.com. Uh, Mike Schilt and Tony LaRusso, for that matter, uh, both kind of bearing their souls. Uh, Schilt, really, for the first time, Dan, since uh, his firing, going into some detail. Uh, he did speak at that Zoom press conference back in October, the day after it happened. But, uh, man, he is hurting from this thing. And uh, we were texting, so you've had a chance to, to read it. What is your opinion of, of what you read there? Well, I've, I've spoken with Mike via text, and uh, even this morning I have. And he just kind of wants to move on. I, I think that... He misses <clears throat> misses the guys uh, incredibly, and and really, Tim, I, I think when this is all you've really known in your professional life, and to have it abruptly upended, um, and maybe from his perspective, not really sure as to why, you know, there's just some some questions that linger there. But as you know, we've talked about uh, together, you know, time moves on, right? And you, you got to move on. And he's at a place now that has a chance to win. And I truly believe this is you will have somebody will not be performing well as a manager or a team or whatever, and he'll get a managerial spot sooner rather than later. He's too good. I mean, he won in the minor leagues. He won at this level. um, And I I think he's a tremendous manager. And I don't know what happened. You know, I really don't um, as to why this happened. And and Moe's quote was, I'm paraphrasing, I think it said something like, you know, it wasn't really about wins and losses. There was other things that were there. And that's philosophical differences or whatever you want to say. So, 
Um, but, you know, it happens in sports. Time moves on, and, and I guarantee you, he'll, he'll get a managerial job somewhere and, and probably do pretty well. Yeah, I would be shocked if he was not a manager this time next year, as a matter of fact. I'd be shocked. Oh, for, yeah. for real, I would be shocked. The thing that's, that stands out to me, I think, even more than Schilt's comments in this article, and for those of you just joining us, it's uh, just posted by Bob Nightingale on usatoday.com, Tony LaRusse's comments. And uh, saying that he heard rumblings of a toxic atmosphere, and that got Larusa all fired up. Um, and then he was, then he came loaded for bear with with his comments about uh, how he felt like that could be damaging to his reputation and his opportunity to get another job opportunity. Uh, Larusa said, "Quote that one frosted my ass." My comment was that if it was toxic, it must be in the front office. I'm for the Cardinals. Everybody makes their own decision. But when you start talking about that, it might damage his chance to manage again for those that don't know any better. He did a hell of a job. Philosophical differences, okay. But toxic, he's a special guy. That's why it's so important for his reputation to be intact and not smeared. I'll be real straightforward with you, Dan. I honestly had never heard anything about toxicity uh, and then it being traced back to Mike, Mike Schilt, that, that wasn't anything. If anything, considering the run they went on in September, you felt like, if anything, there was a great vibe. Um, everything that we were hearing here in St. Louis was the philosophical differences thing. But clearly, LaRusso, you know, wanted to speak out on that. Yeah, I, I don't know if Tony maybe heard that from somebody in the media. Uh, who knows? I mean, listening to a podcast, a radio show, or read it somewhere i have no idea but yeah it's the first i had heard of that too and and i was around the team and i i can tell you i didn't, I didn't think it was toxic yeah uh, so that's i i definitely don't think that was the case um and tony's going to protect his guy right i mean this is uh your profession of being a manager these are tough jobs to get and that was his guy i mean he and mike <clears throat> were very close i mean to the point where there was one spring training where Mike rolls into Tony's office and uh, and Tony says, "Hey, by the way, you're, you're running uh, spring training," and he's like, "Excuse me?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're going to run this thing. Uh, we got all the faith in the world in you. You know, you paid your dues. We want you to come in and and organize this and 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 run spring training." And they became very close. And Mike Schilt would talk to Tony almost on a daily basis when Tony was out of uh, out of managing if not on a daily basis, just going over scenarios and things that were happening and how he dealt with situations and personnel and all that kind of stuff. So they're very close and it wouldn't, you know, it doesn't surprise me one bit that Tony would, would really back up his guy. Dan McLaughlin with us here on 101 ESPN. Let's switch to the week that has been really the last 72 hours, Dan, with uh, Albert Pujols and the return. Uh, Certainly the emotion is high. I think there's a great deal of enthusiasm from Cardinal fans for what has transpired. From a baseball standpoint, um, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? And uh, what do you think of what Albert can do here in 2022 for the Cardinals? First of all, the fan in me came out. I'm excited. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm excited How that he's I? back. You know, I, I, I nostalgia. Yep, give it to me. I don't care. It, it's it's great. Um, and on a personal level, I, I mean, I called his first hit. So I mean, I saw this guy all the way through in the run of excellence that he had. So I, I think you know we're talking about for a certain era of Cardinal fans. This is their guy. It, it's their stand. It's their Lou. It's their Bob, and so on and so forth. From a baseball perspective, I think it made some sense. Um, number one, he's come in. He looks in really good shape, Tim. I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised at how good he looks. Yeah. 
Um, I told the story the other day. <clears throat> he took his first round of BP in a cage. Skip Schumacher was in there, and I, I asked, I said, how'd it look? And he said, loud, really loud. <laughs> he said he's hitting rockets everywhere. He said he looks great. Um, and then how are you going to use him? You know, that that's the thing that I think you have to look at, and it primarily would be left-handed pitching that he would face. I think the Dodgers had the blueprint for how you use him, and if you have the, the occasional day off or a Goldie or somebody else, you can put Albert in there. So he could be DH, late inning, he's a threat off your bench, and can hit you a home run, and uh, and then, you know, spell Goldie if need be. The other thing is I think that they looked at it and they saw that maybe the younger guys aren't quite ready. They're close, yeah. but maybe not quite ready. So this kind of bridges the gap for that and lets them to continue to develop. And um, and you get Albert Pujols back in the fold for one more go-around. So I do think, in, and you cannot find this on any analytic sheet, he seems to rise to the occasion. And oh, it happened yes. You know, the two times he was in St. Louis, even coming through with the Dodgers and the Angels, it was a. I mean, I talked to their people. They're like, "Oh my gosh, this is like <laughs> he's energized. Like he, you can tell he's fired up, and you, you see a little extra spring in his step." I think there's something to that, and I think with this being Yachty's final year, who knows about Wayno and Albert's final year? Um, I think you can feed off of that, and these crowds are going to be really big in St. Louis. Opening day will be sensational. The second half, barring injury and ineffectiveness, they're going to be in those lineups. So um, I, I think the team can use that as a, a positive. And I think the really interesting thing that not a lot of people talk about is Ali Marmol at the age of 35, and you say, okay, here's three guys that may retire at the end of this year. Two of them are going to the Hall of Fame. One is close, and they're all three Cardinal legends. Have fun trying to figure out how to manage all that because some of those circumstances can be tough of going into a final city and making sure that these guys get their just due. These fans are coming out to see this guy hit or to see that player play or pitch. Those are things that are, are something that he's going to have to manage and, and kind of have a, a delicate feel for as you go along. Uh, it is going to be something else. I can't wait for next Thursday. I can't oh, wait for gonna next Thursday. It's going to be the best, man. Well, uh, Cardinals and Marlins this evening. Dan McLaughlin giving his perspective on uh, this uh, article that just came out from Bob Nightingale with Mike Schultz uh, comments and, of course, the Albert Pujols developments this week. Dan, always good to talk it over, sir. Thanks so much. Oh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. And thank you for no almost problem. staying in character throughout the whole delivery of that line. It's heartfelt, man. What do you mean? I could tell. Thank you, Dan. Very heartfelt. Okay, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Dan. All right. I'm happy for Jackson because he can go home. This guy today, inspirational. We're going to name an award after you. BK and Ferrari up next for Action Jackson playing Hurt. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.